0: Greetings. Thank you for listening in on this episode on the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. And today I am talking about body acceptance and my own personal journey and transitions to where I am today. And I think each and every one of us have our own journey with accepting our bodies and our own trials and tribulations within that journey. Um, and I've been encouraged to touch the, on this topic. And today, as I was mowing the lawn, yes, I mow the lawn. It's kind of fun. Um, I was thinking about this and I was like, I, w- I want to do a, a podcast and share with others my own personal journey and where I currently am within my body and share that because so many of us, and women especially, and men too, but I sense that women especially, and I might think that because I am a woman, but have so many pressures built upon our physical body, and I wanted to create something that could be relatable and vulnerable at the very same time. To allow you to also notice how you've grown and how you've healed um, and your own personal journey from, you know, the physical body obsessions into the, the person that you are today. And if you listen to this podcast and know that there's a chick out there or a guy out there that would really resonate with this message and with this story that's about to unfold here, share this podcast episode with them and like and share and share with me your own personal journeys. I'd love to hear what they are all about and how you've grown from them because this is a huge part of being human and an integral part of being human, and what strikes me as so interesting is when you see children in other countries, and, you know, the one that sticks out into my mind particularly is India, and you, somebody goes there with, like, a camera and taking pictures, they don't even know what they look like, and they... They want to see. They want to see pictures of themselves because they, they've never seen themselves before. And to me, building you know a relationship with your physical body as a young child begins at a very young age because you begin to see the reflection back at you through the mirror at such a young age. And I'm not saying that that's something bad, but it's just more apparent at a young age here in the West than it is in the East. And to me, it's a very interesting concept because up until that point, you're just you, you're just being, and you are interacting. And now when you see yourself, you begin to compare and you begin to notice, I don't have that that she has or he doesn't have that that I have and why do we look different and we begin the separation instead of seeing the beauty we just begin to slowly chisel away at the real beauty that lies which is our soul that shines through and we all know this that you know when we, when we um, see a person kind of stepping into the room you know, we see them with our eyes, but really we feel them with our energy and we feel their energy in return. And that's the aura and that's the soul vibrating its frequencies outside the physical body and enveloping the physical body. And I think in the western world, we really don't take much into consideration with regards to that. And Today's podcast, I'm going to be touching upon certain things that occurred in my childhood and how I grew up and bits and pieces of my own personal journey and obsession with my body and how it's transcended into something absolutely beautiful in my 30s. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, if you think that this is something that someone else can connect with, and feel on a deeper level, share it. So, my own personal journey—what um, sticks out sticks out in my mind. Um, there's this one photo of me, and I'm in a red dress, and it has this like white. It almost looks—they look like doilies, like the doily collars are like lacy. And I'm sure if you grew up in the '80s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I remember my dad taking a picture of me and I was on my dresser and I was just staring at myself. And at the time I was maybe around like four, maybe five. And the look on my face was, was flat. It wasn't, it wasn't noticeably happy and it wasn't noticeably upset. It just was. And I remember my left hand was lifted up and I had curly brown hair and I remember looking at that photo later on and just wondering what was going through my mind at that time. And I don't know if that was the first time I've ever seen myself in the mirror, but I definitely think just by what emotion seemed to pop through, it was the first time that I actually related to my body being my body and having it be reflected back at me. And. As I mentioned before, I think as, you know, young children in the Western world, we are, are shown who we truly are, well, who we physically truly are um, in the mirror. And, you know, what's even more interesting is that that is our perspective of what we see. And what we see isn't oftentimes what's actually there. And what other people see. And yet we are so attached to our bodies. And growing up, my mom was a single mom. My dad was definitely around um, and helped out quite a bit. But if I ever really wanted something, my mom would say, okay, well, if this is what you want, we are going to do like cereal and peanut butter and jellies and save up money and we'll be able to get it. And from a young age, I learned that food was just kind of food and necessity. And if I wanted something that I could just like not eat and get what I want. And I did this for a very long time. Um, and it was a part of my high school. Um, whenever I would get lunch money, I wouldn't spend it on lunch sometimes and I would save it. Um, If I would get allowance, I would save it and I would buy probably alcohol instead of food. Oddly, God, so fucked. Um, And then, like, I would just remember myself sacrificing, feeding my body um, for multiple reasons, to save money and also to kind of stay thin, quote unquote. And I was never overweight. Um, You know, growing up, I was, you know, like of normal weight, never too fat, never too thin. Um, I did have a fluffy stage, uh, but nothing out of the ordinary. And, you know, that stuff sticks with you. And we don't recognize the influences of our environment and how it affects us. And for many of us, how it affects the way we treat food and how it affects the way we treat our bodies with food, what kind of food we put into it. Um, that was one thing that my mom really did honor. She never bought junk food or anything like that. It was always, like, nutritious meals and um, not so much red meat, but fruits, vegetables, things of that nature, rice and beans, of course. And growing up, like, that's an imprint that we really don't look back upon and think it influences the way in which we see ourselves on a physical in a physical way and then growing up and maybe into like middle school I remember I was obsessed with working out like walking like miles and miles and swimming and you know doing crunches and push-ups and my mom would play I would like play my mom's old like VHS tapes of Denise Austin and I would do these aerobic exercises and um was just very energetic and as an Aries I am but really energetically inclined to things of the body and making my body look better even though there was really nothing wrong with it um and then you know as I went into high school the pressures like even more so Um, but this time the pressures were more about not just my physical body and weight but what I was wearing what my hair looked like what my nails looked like the brands that I had on the things and on top of that obsessing about calories and working out I remember That my friends and I, we would like sign up for kickboxing, like cardio kickboxing. We would do that for an hour, come back and run four miles. And this was something that happened at least four to five times a week. And this was the life, right? Like this was the obsession. And the majority of my high school was probably really heavily um, energetically vested in things of the physical body and critiquing my body and you know looking at magazines and this is before i even realized that they were airbrushed but like looking at magazines and being like i want that like i'm gonna try and get that i want like my bones and my collar bones to like pop out i want cheekbones like high cheekbones, and i want clear skin and you know going on accutane and blowing my liver and my body with that um and you know sneaking alcohol on top of it and you know just like as obsessed as i was about my physical body i treated it like crap um you know like i i would drink all the time um and i would dehydrate it god i remember well this is later on maybe i'll i'll get to that later but um you know just horrible and College, God, you know, so bad. Like just binge drinking and working out and binge drinking again, waking up, sleeping in, doing it all over again, and then critiquing myself because I found a cellulite dimple and I'm like not eating anymore. And, you know, just really intense times when it came to the body. And once college came, I wanted my boobs done and I remember my friend Kaylee and I who I went to nursing school with we would go we would we would go into the sauna and we would saran wrap our stomachs our upper arms and our upper thighs and sit in the sauna for like an hour and then go to the beach (laughs) just like totally dehydrate ourselves we would go to spin class we would just work out intense hard um and Really never seeing a physical difference, really. Um, And really noticing that it was more mental. And the 20s, my 20s, again, like full-blown obsession um, into my body and so much time and energy, again, into my body, what I was eating, what I was not eating, not eating dessert, counting calories, binge drinking, working out and what i was wearing and not listening to my body it was more like oh you know you'll sleep when you're dead and you know the you know live fast you know die young kind of a mentality and there's only so much of that that you can take before it's exhausted and so much of my personal um growth and spiritual being has evolved in my 30s and it's so true so many people are like oh you know I love myself so much more in my 30s and I don't know exactly what the hell happens in your 30s but it's so true and a lot of my friends can relate to this Um, and I'm sure some of you can definitely relate to this as well and you know we're beginning to notice that there's more value in our brain and in our voice and in our abilities and capabilities and skills than our body and what's even more interesting is that my own personal spiritual journey has helped me understand and listen to my body and listen to what i'm feeding it and noticing what what works well with my body and what does not work well with my body and You know, not restricting myself any longer, but really allowing my body to tell me what it's hungry for and reaching for that. And so much has come by doing that. And I would say that that probably started maybe when I was around 29, 30. And just by starting there, noticing the subtleties in my physical body when I would eat or drink something. I began to notice what my physical body was telling me energetically about situations, people, and places. And when we recognize that our obsession at such a young age stems from our society, from our environment, and begin to transcend that and recognize that we are more than just a body, we are spiritual beings having this body experience in this like meat suit that we walk around with that yes we need and yes we need to take care of but I was obsessed and I know that a lot of women can probably relate to similar stories and you know god being human is so embarrassing right like if you were, if we were like enlightened beings, like out in outer space or aliens or whatever you want to call it, and we were looking down, you know, as spiritual beings and we looked at ourselves and like what we were obsessing about, God, it's so embarrassing, right? Like, oh my gosh, like, what are they doing? Why are they so worried about this? Like, don't they know like how powerful they are? And you know, that goes through my mind now, but obviously then I was so in it that I couldn't um, separate myself from this image and the image that I wanted to portray to other people. And, you know, it's wild the things that we can look back upon in the moment that we look back and see up until that point where we are and where we've been and how things have, you know, built upon that. And so much of your self-worth comes with understanding that you are already that. And so much of your confidence comes with knowing that you're already that. And I'm not saying that I don't have, you know, to this day some, you know, body issues, but definitely not of the kind that I had back then. Uh, you know, I remember one time I like, and this is so gross, but I was in bulimic, but I definitely remember making myself throw up one time because we went to Applebee's and I ate so much and my body felt so gross. My stomach felt so gross that I like pulled into the back of Applebee's and I like shove my fingers down my throat so I could just like get rid of that feeling. And I don't know if it was like around that time or what, but I do remember that vivid memory of being like, God, I really need to start eating better. Like my body doesn't like this. Um, and your body will give you those signs, but we ignore it in our 20s. But now in our, in our 30s and myself, I can only really speak to myself. I'm saying now hour. But really now in my 30s, I'm beginning to listen to that. And if we go somewhere and the food just doesn't resonate and it just doesn't like look good. And, like I'll tell Jonathan, I'm like, let's go somewhere else. Like, they're going to close in like 30 minutes. I don't care. Let's go. You know, because like for me... I don't I want to listen and honor my physical body because I know how it not only makes me feel physically but how it makes me feel overall in the long term because what I fuel my body with is ultimately what builds my body and the same now goes with my my spirituality. I think that that now I'm probably in that phase where I'm so curious about my spirit and so curious about you know the other realms and the other dimensions that I've kind of gotten snippets of and that is where I'm at now so it's like I've moved from this obsessive compulsion of the physical body and critiquing myself and comparing myself into somebody who notices the physical parts of the body and the things that I'm doing to the body and how I'm feeling with the things that I do to my body to honoring my body, listening to it. And if it needs more sleep, getting more sleep. If it needs more water, drinking more water. If it needs specific water, which I'm such a water snob, um, drinking that specific water because it makes me feel and function better and it might just be the placebo effect but i have to be honest and say that i think not just because i've 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 experimented with it on various different occasions and now i'm recognizing that that, that body awareness has transcended into being more spiritually aware energetically aware and these are all like building blocks and now i'm in that realm where i'm extremely curious about the spiritual and I would probably say I was really obsessed with it and now I've kind of let go off the gas a little bit but I am still so hungry and thirsty for deeper understanding of my spiritual self and the spirituality of others and connecting with that space so much more than hitting a yoga class five days a week um which is really interesting to say um coming from somebody who is typically as an aries i was very physical ran marathons just super my body kickboxing power yoga hotter yoga the better yoga all of it And now I'm more passive and I'm, you know, beginning to notice that I need to balance off my heat, not stress my body more. And, you know, another layer of this was I had adrenal fatigue and I didn't even know what this was until I started working for Hippocrates Health Institute. Like all the ways that I was, you know, working out like two or three days a week and doing high intensity workouts and high cardio workouts, my adrenal glands were like, totally exhausted which made me gain more weight because I was you know stressed out and I was you know high cortisol levels high I was in fight or flight mode pretty much every single day of my life for years and um, I started taking cordyceps which is a mushroom that helps with you know adrenal fatigue and i would take adrenal support supplements and i began to like even kill that and opt for more passive practices like yin yoga restorative yoga hatha yoga that wasn't always hot um i still hit hit up at least once a week hot power flow um for sure because i need that heat i need that intensity but i also recognize i don't need it as much as i once thought i did to get the body that I once thought I wanted. Now being more passive and being more conscious and being more intentional with my body has given me the physical body that I love. You know, like I I love my body now. I don't I don't have any complaints. The one thing that I would like to do is get my breast implants taken out which if you didn't know, yeah, I I got my, end. I ended up getting my boobs done in my early twenties because again, obsessed with the physical body. Um, I would really like to get that, those taken out. It is pretty pricey. Um, just the nature of the procedure itself or the specific procedure itself. And that is the one thing. And I almost feel like that's kind of like going in reverse, like devolving from like this physical body. But you know, when we find our confidence outside of building a body that builds confidence, that's a fake form of confidence. That's a very shallow form of confidence. And when we build that self-worth and confidence and beauty within from a deeper space of being do we really find the courage and the confidence and the self-worth that is is you know totally totally rooted in your authenticity and has longevity when we build our self-worth based upon our physical form and our Possessions. It's once all of that's taken away, like what do you spiritually have within yourself that's still worthy? Are you tacking your worth on your body and its form and its formalities and what it looks like? Or are you choosing to go with what it feels like? Does it feel good? Do you want to do it? Do you have a desire to do that? Do you have a desire to eat that or do you know that you're going to eat that and it's not going to make you feel good, but you're going to do it anyway? You see, like, there's a difference. There's a difference. And I'm still on this this journey and getting gray hairs is probably another, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like another thing that I'm currently in the midst of, um, But when we talk about how much we've grown, there's still growth to be done in my story. But I would like to think that where I am now in this present moment and the building blocks that brought me into this space had to be detrimental and had to be what it was in order for me to be where I am. And for me to continue to grow into what I will be. And body acceptance is loving yourself regardless of what it looks like. But loving yourself because of how you feel within yourself. And listening to your body. Honoring it taking the time out to acknowledge, taking the right steps to move it, feed it, listen to it, nurture it, give it rest and love. And I think that is really a really integral part of Everyone's personal growth and development. And I know it's definitely been mine, and it's a part of this human experience that we all have to go through. Um, And until we go through it, we are going to struggle with it. And until we see it for what it is in our own story, it will continue to be an obsession, not a lesson. And I hope that this podcast episode encourages you to take a look at your story, encourages you to look at your body acceptance story and see where you are today and adjust it into where you want it to be and how you want it to feel. And the growth that comes... And, and again, this is everyone's story is different, but the growth that comes with seeing it for what it is and honoring it and building from it is powerful. I never thought I'd be here today saying that like I don't kick my ass every single day working out. If you were to ask me that a couple years ago, I'd be like, Yeah, right. Like five mile runs every day or kickboxing or like a a 13 mile walk or the gym or hot power flow every day of the week. And now here I am, I'm like, meh, hot power flow once a week, some yin here and there throughout the week, meditation. And I don't force, I listen to my body. What does my body want today? What does my body need today? Does it need sunlight? Does it need more water? Does it need more sleep today? What's it saying? Does it need to get the energy moving and the sweat flowing? Or does it need to stretch and open up? A part of listening to your physical body as an energetic expression of who you are is listening to your energy, and as you listen to your energy, you can begin to connect with what really matters the most, which is other people's energy and the energy that's around you.